Chapter Fifteen of The Shadow of a Sin by Bertha M. Clay. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Chapter Fifteen. When Hyacinth woke next morning, it was with difficulty that she disentangled dreams and truth. Then the whole of her untold joys rushed over her, and she knew it was no fancy, no dream. She went down to breakfast looking, if possible, more beautiful than she had ever looked. The love light on her face made it radiant. Her eyes were bright as stars. Lady Vaughan gazed at her, as she had often done before, in sheer wonder. During breakfast she heard Sir Arthur complaining of his papers. "'I am told they will not come until night,' he said. "'I really do not see how I am to get through the day without my papers.' "'What is the cause of the delay?' asked lady vaughan some accident to the mail train the company ought to be more careful adrian will perhaps be able to do something to amuse you said lady vaughan adrian has gone out returned sir arthur in an injured tone of voice some friends of his came to the hotel late last night and he has gone out with them he will not return till evening who told you so asked lady vaughan he wrote this note said sir arthur and sent it to me the first thing this morning then hyacinth smiled to herself for she knew the note was written for her we must get through the day as well as we can said lady vaughan greatly to sir arthur's surprise hyacinth volunteered to spend the morning with him i can amuse you she said not perhaps as well as mr darcy but i will do my best we will go out into the grounds if you like the band is going to play a selection from il flauto magico and sir arthur consented inwardly wondering how sweet gentle and compliant his granddaughter was just before dinner a messenger came to the salon to say that mr darcy had returned and with lady vaughan's permission would spend the evening with them he will tell lady vaughan this evening thought hyacinth and then every one will know she dressed herself with unusual care it would be the first time of seeing him since she had promised to be his wife amongst her treasures was a dress of white lace simple and elegant somewhat elaborately trimmed with green leaves pincock came again by lady vaughan's wish to superintend the young lady's toilet she looked curiously at the white lace dress begging your pardon miss vaughan she said but i never saw a young lady so changed i used to feel quite grieved when you were so careless about your dress i will try not to grieve you again said the young girl laughingly you must not wear either jewels or ribbons with this dress observed pincott there must be nothing but a simple cluster of green leaves it shall be just as you like observed miss vaughan but the maid's taste was correct nothing more elegant or effective could have been devised than the dress of white lace and the cluster of green leaves on the fair hair hyacinth hardly remembered how the time passed until he came she heard his footsteps heard his voice and her heart beat her face flushed her whole soul seemed to go out to him hyacinth he cried clasping her hand this day seemed to me as long as a century lady vaughan was sitting alone in her favourite armchair near the open window adrian went up to her leading hyacinth by the hand dearest lady vaughan he said can you guess what i have to tell you the fair old face beamed with smiles is it what i expected adrian she asked does my little hyacinth love you 
The girl hid her blushing face, then she sunk slowly on her knees, and the kind old hands were raised to bless her. They trembled on her bowed head. Hyacinth seized them and covered them with passionate kisses and tears. She had thought them stern hands once, and had felt disposed to fly from their guidance, but now as she kissed them, she blessed and thanked them that their guidance had brought her to this happy haven of rest. "'Heaven bless you, my child,' said the feeble voice. The lady bowed her stately head and fair old face over the young girl. "'If you have ever thought me stern, Hyacinth,' she said, "'if you have ever fancied the rules I laid down for you hard, remember it was all for your own good. The world is full of snares, some of them cruel ones, for the unwary. I saw that you were full of romance and poetry, and I—I I did my best, my dear. If you have thought me hard, you must forgive me now. It was all for your own good. I know the value of a pure mind, an innocent heart, and a spotless name, and that is the dowry you bring your husband. No queen ever had one more regal. The Vaughns are a proud old race. There has never been— even the faintest slur or shadow resting on any one who wore the name, and the highest praise I can give you is that you are worthy to bear it. Adrian did not know why the fair young head was bent in such lowly humility, why such passionate sobs rose to the girl's lips as he raised her and held her for a moment in his arms. Go to your room, Hyacinth, and remove all traces of tears, said Lady Vaughan. We must be glad, not sorry, this evening. It is your betrothal night. And see, here are the papers, Sir Arthur. Now you will be quite happy, and forgive that unfortunate mail train. End of chapter 15